What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of the Beanball Podcast. We are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's going on, man? Not much, man. It feels like it's been a while since we've gotten together and, and done one of these things. It's been quite a while. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I've, I ended up getting COVID. I, I felt bad the day we were going to record. I yeah. told Alan not to come over. I was like, man, I'm not feeling up to it. And the next thing I know, I got I tested positive. So we had to take a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Um, so that was unfortunate. And then I was actually going to make a couple videos, kind of fill in the news in between time. Uh, then unfortunately, my wife got some bad news that her uncle was doing well. Went and saw him. He passed away the next day. So doing with funerals, and then I went out of town this weekend. It's been like a little father, son with my, and then with my brother, little trip. But now we're back. Everything's getting back to normal ish. Yeah, man. How was the trip? It was good. Warm at first. It was going to be good, but then we got that little heat wave. But it still wasn't bad. It was a nice little breeze okay. at the game on Sunday. But went to the big Air and Space Museum, uh-huh. Chantilly. Saw the, the space shuttle and stuff. Yeah, and it was awesome. Um, then we did like, I think we had like two hours. We did the American history museum real quick, walked around DC. Apparently there was a run that day and the sports bar that we picked to eat dinner at Saturday night. There was a what? A, like a marathon. Oh, okay. Apparently that was a meeting spot afterwards. Oh, wow. Where'd you get, where was um, it? It was in Crystal City. Uh-huh. There was three stories to this bar. It was called Crystal City Sports Pub. I guess the restaurants mostly the first floor was sort of where we ate, okay. but they're like, oh, there's bars upstairs, and all these people keep coming in with the numbers on the front oh. going right up. Okay, so I was like, oh, okay, we well, picked a good spot. Well, you know, if it was too hot at the Redskins or the Washington football team game, you could have cooled down with the sewage shower. Shower, oh, dude. When you send me that, I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, I would be so pissed. Uh, yeah, man. I wonder what they did for those people. Oh, dude, I'd be asking for season tickets, a signed jersey, and a full new getup if I got uh. some turd nuggets on me. Oh no. Uh, well, uh, this this past weekend um, we went down to Carolina with uh, Dennis uh, Anderson's Muddy Motorsports. You know they got the mud bogging yep. and the monster trucks out there. Kids had a blast and they got to race their uh, f- uh, power wheels out there. Man, it's pretty crazy because uh, our our niece uh, she's she's a uh, they built her a yeah. uh, vehicle that's basically you know power on the steering and brake on the steering and it got like three car batteries hooked up to like a chain link system. That thing can go like thirty miles an hour. Yeah, they waxed us. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we definitely, uh, I can figure, I, I found some things online that I could hook up the power wheels, but I, you know, it's, it's getting deep into the rabbit hole, man, the whole game. Down down the rabbit hole, like people go, a little hobbies, you, yeah. next, you know, five hours later, you're right. like, I got some plans. <laughs> you're right. And then Noah, man, he's on his little teeny power wheels that I hooked up, and he's just like cruising. Everybody's, oh, yeah, he's having so much fun. It was great. It was that, a good time, man. That's good, man. That is good to hear. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, definitely. So let's get right into it. Speaking of this past weekend, the Mets-Yankees Subway Series, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. What a series that was. Yeah, man. What? A, yeah, what a series. It was definitely entertaining, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Um, the actual game on, nine, on the 9-11 tribute or whatever, uh, that one was a really good yes. game as well. Um, and that game cost me $500 parlay. <laughs> oh, no. The one that messed up was that game, and I was dreadful watching the end towards I'm like. What were you playing on? Uh, DraftKings. Okay. Um, so what was the parlay? Uh, so I did I did like five or six different games uh-huh. and got them all correct. And that one, I'm oh, just like watching. No. I'm like, this one's going to cost me. And then like the overthrow when they took the lead, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I thought there was hope when Pete cracked that look like it was going to be a home run, but unfortunately to the center field and just came up short. Oh, yeah, deepest part of the field. Oh, man. But the pregame ceremony was awesome. Um, yeah, they brought back some of the old team. All there, the, huh? Yeah, the 2001 team that was out pretty there cool, escorted the firefighters you know, and the police officers. And you know why that's cool is because that's probably about the time we were really like getting into the Mets. And, like, yeah. That's like the team we know, we grew up with, basically. Yeah, like 99-2000, yeah. yeah. I really got into it. And then, you know, that all. And then, of course, them trying – to make the playoffs again that year after losing the World Series. Man, that would have been an interesting World Subway Series if it happened that year. Yeah, it would. But, of course, you know, it didn't happen. Yankees went, but then they lose to the Diamondbacks that year. But it was awesome. And then, you know, as the Yankees and Mets stood together on the side of the field during the ceremony, I thought Bobby Valentine and Joe Torrey were going to throw the pitch out to each other. Mm-hmm. But they just threw each threw a pitch out to, I think it was two firefighters or one cop, one firefighter. Yeah. But – um, it was awesome. It was good atmosphere. Then, like you said, the game was back and forth. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, Yankees took that one at the end over a bad throw by Baez. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't plant his feet right and just huffed it over. And of course, got the third baseman to score, and it never recovered. But then the next night was even more entertaining. Like every night. So like Friday night 
I think MLB Network had that game. Okay. Fox had to have the 9-11 game. And then, you know, then ESPN. And then ESPN had the Sunday night game. And yeah. if Lindor had not have a moment yet, that night was oh, his moment. Absolutely, man. Dude hits three home runs when they count. Yeah. And I think he was up to two home runs when John Carlo took yeah they started yeah well when he took a second one he started saying something to his friend that's on the yankees like mm-hmm. oh, yeah i got you and then i guess stanton didn't like that well i don't know what it was what was the gesture for it was almost like he was whistling at him, whistling at him. like is, was he trying to say that uh john carlo was cheating or something because no were- well that was they said like they thought that was previous the night previous which they believe that and it comes down to i think they said um Walker was technically tipping his pitches, mm. so maybe they caught on to it, and it the was whistle was kind of like, like the, look. Yeah. But um, Lindor said something to his buddy, and then I guess Stanton didn't know that, and then he yapped something after he hit the game-tying home run, and Lindor and Baez, you know, started yapping. Of course, everyone got on the field. <laughs> you know you know what was funny about that is that when uh, he hit his last home the run, third one. they, 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 they showed were showing Carlo. He was so mad. He looked so butthurt. He was like, man. And of course, I, he had an opportunity, do? and then it was a pop out to Lindor <laughs> to end the game. But so, needless to say, we were entertained. For oh, sure. dude, yeah. And I love the memes. It was like the Baez and Lindor, the the couple we didn't need in New York. <laughs> we didn't know that we needed. I'm like, yo, <laughs> there are yeah. characters. I'm like, but man, so. But yeah, I mean, speaking of the series and stuff, I mean, yeah, it it was pretty entertaining for sure. Uh, you know, the Mets took the series, um, and and Pete's been looking good, man. Uh, Alonzo's been he's been coming up clutch pretty pretty yeah, uh, often struggling said, lately yeah. but in moments he's been more clutch right, this year right um, of course he just was the second fastest to 100 home runs mm-hmm. just shy of uh, Ryan Howard well, just, being number one just imagine how quickly he could have gotten there without the COVID year yeah so it's like man like who knows the slump yeah between last year so we'll see because I think what is it um Judge the other night hit the second fastest to 150 yeah. So you're talking Pete's like, fit, what forty nine something now because he hit I think two cents and that, and it makes sense that both of those guys are that are the quickest because, because they're the rookie, rookie year. year absolutely man I mean that you start off like that it's kind of hard not to get there unless you just stop for some reason yeah unless you hit like a um, Chris Davis years. type, type yeah. thing going on so <laughs> so with that Sunday night game a lot of people are asking like is this one of the best games yet and you think about there's four games total or you can think about other game but people are asking the bets walk off catch again with Dodgers versus Padres early in the year the Field of Dreams game Simeon's walk-off blast against Oakland you know his uh, old team yeah and of course the Subway Series finale look man I'm gonna tell you my vote right now it's the Field of Dreams Field of Dreams game I it think if, if I go by desktop I think that's one I think the Subway Series finale was two so, Subway Series is fine but yeah, that but that, that Field of Dreams yeah. game they could not have drawn it out even be- any better than it was it was a movie yeah it was ups and downs and the guys walking out of the cornfields I mean we had Kevin Costner there and then the top the back it off, and forth the home runs and the top and it off we had um Tim Anderson hit walk a walk off man it was that you can't into plan the cornfield fire was going off that was exciting yeah no like, that, I, that when I saw chills. this I'm like it's not hard for me field of dreams i love how the subway series the back and forth talking and the home runs and that's fun too it's fun but like you said it's a fun game but you cannot top the yeah. field of dreams game this year in my opinion yeah no. um, i'm still getting tingly feeling right now just thinking about it yeah the back and forth that was just a, an awesome game and the balls are flying and then the drama like okay bottom of the ninth last chance and anderson knocked it knew it just watched it and then fireworks went off yeah great. celebrating yeah great game man and it's good because, you know, I, it definitely makes me want to go see the game there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they somehow keep doing this in the lottery system and somehow I have the money, I'm definitely going one year. I just want to go period to see the field, but oh, yeah. to experience cool. the game, nothing's going to be like that first game. Like, every year is going to be cool. It's going to be that, yep. that, you know, that little star on the schedule. Well, well they, set, they set the pace. They're like, hey, this is the one you got to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard to top that first game. Absolutely. I mean, games are going to come close. I mean, the only other thing that could be better is I don't know, maybe a perfecto or something. Who knows? Um, yeah. Speaking of perfectos, the other day I was I was watching. Uh, I don't know if it was MLB Network or something, but they were showing a classic game, and it was like uh, the perfect game. Uh, I don't know uh, by um, Randy Johnson. Man, it was pretty fun to watch. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is cool. I haven't got to see anything like this, you know? Because you don't, you don't. How many times do you take the time to go back and watch an old game? You don't. You don't it, really. it just happened to be on. I was yeah. like, hey, let me watch Randy because that's my favorite pitcher. Mm-hmm. See what he's doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, man. Um. Well, speaking of pitchers, uh, the Dodgers. Trevor Bauer's season is over. Are you surprised? 
No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with what's been going on in his personal life, he's been out for quite a quite a while. Do we know how long he's been out? He- uh, so when he originally took the investigation they put him on was July 2nd. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's been away from Dodgers for the first began separation interrogation was on July 2nd. Well, made to the, through September, and they said with the whole postseason, so October as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they decided, you know, most likely suspension probably come this offseason if they do decide, which, you know, part of the statement from Bauer's co-agents uh, co- wrote that today Ms. Bauer agreed to extend his administration leave through the playoffs in a measure of good faith and effort to minimize the distraction to the Dodgers organization and his teammates. He continues to cooperate with the MLB investigation and refute that the baseless – allegations are against him so it's good faith that you know he decided just i'm not gonna be available you know just gonna nip in the butt with you know what three weeks left yeah no and and, and like i said the the biggest takeaway i'm getting from this is if yeah it's it's, it sucks that bauer's not there however the dodgers do not need him at this moment they have another man in there who's making things crazy yeah max scherzer yeah definitely he's Definitely stepped up, and that was a great accusation for him. So, like, the biggest thing is what's next for the Bauer and Dodgers. Like, you know, whether the situation is charged with a crime. Um, sources around have told, like, you know, ESPN and other stuff that they feel like the 30-year-old, you know, reigning, you know, Cy Young winner, you know, it's going to be very interesting because, you know, it's multiple women now. Of course, the other one from Ohio. So, if the district attorney decides to tr- file charges, you know, then we'll have to wait for the whole – that to pan out, you know. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of people don't think maybe it's going to happen because between what the, the what is it the um, restraining order case, you know, they believe that it was consensual. Even the detective said so, and so it's going to be interesting. But with the what is it the um, MLB program of the domestic violence, you're definitely going to be seeing suspension. How much? And we'll see like how far this. Gets dug in. What time of the off season? You know CBA. So, um, you know, we'll see how it handles the investigation once it's completed. Awesome. So, you think about for what is that? So we got what? April, May, June. So three months of Bauer for forty million dollars. Yeah, forty-five. Forgot this year. Yeah, that's tough. I thank God the Mets didn't do this because, or he didn't come with the Mets because I would, I want to be happy right now. Dude, you know how like, like wow, we have like the second, you know, pitcher and, you know, and then, especially if like we we're like dead hunt, and then after that it's like, we like lose it after that. I would. Psh. Yeah, man, that's not so, not a great start for yeah. Them, for so him with that, it's kind of interesting. Um, like a couple of days later, they they finally put Marcelo Zuna on the administration leave. I'm like, this guy's been out since when, and y'all now just doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out that all the charges were dropped, the felony charges, okay. but now he's assigned to misdemeanor charges. He's got to do a um, almost a rehab. Right. And then, like, community service and stuff. If I'm, let's see. What is it? Uh, the resolution. He ha- he was placed on six months of uh, supervision, must undergo a 24-week family violence program, which include anger management and a psychological assessment compound. He also must complete 200 hours of community service, refrain from legal drug use, and avoid any contact with his wife. Mm. Okay. Um, also, the six-month supervision will be terminated after three months if he completes all the requirements early. So, finally, like I've been wondering, like what's been going on with this? You know, he's he was arrested on May 29th. <laughs> I know, man. That's that's a long time. I'm like, I haven't really heard much, and finally, the other like a couple days later, it's like, oh, okay, finally. Of course, you know, he just signed that four year, $65 million deal. So we'll see what Landon does with that. Yeah. After all this is said and done next season. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you know, speaking of Dodgers um, and Mr. Pitchers, Scherzer. Yeah. Max Scherzer. Uh, so he makes history. Got his 3,000th strikeout. Yeah. You know, 13 years ago, Max Scherzer came running out of Chase Field bullpen as a young pitcher. Now you're talking about, you know, 11th pick, you know, big guy. But now the 37 year old. Has done only what less than twenty people have done, striking out the three thousand strikeout club. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, this this season, you know, it wasn't looking like he was going to have the best year. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know if three thousand was on the table or not. You know, just the way he was going. I think I think it was one of them where like figures that it was within it, the it was two something for sure. Oh, with, like, with his average. Yeah. yeah, we're like, okay, he, he could possibly do it. But but you know, like I said, it was unsure because he was struggling with the Nationals. Yeah. Um, but you know, for some reason, when he got onto the Dodgers, he's been he's been killing it, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, what do you think about the three thousand strikeouts? Is anybody else going to get there? Um, so we know we just got this done a couple years ago with Justin Verlander. Yeah. So now between Verlander and him are two active guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about on the list, I think Curtin Clayshaw's up there. He can probably get to it. Uh, and Zach Greinke, I think, is another one that's close. So like those are the two top of the list. Like you were thinking, those are most likely the next two if they can keep it up. Um, it's interesting that you know that like how you said he's number nineteen. There's been there's more people in the three thousand hit club. Than the, the strikeout club, so that's how. Yeah, like, think about that. It just adds more to the guaranteed Hall of Fame resume that he already got. You know, oh, yeah, eight time All Star, three time Cy Young, which possibly a fourth this year the way he's been pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's just the second, like we said, the active pitcher to do it. But you know, he said it was hard to describe the emotion. It was an awesome achievement, an awesome milestone. Not too many people have reached this milestone, and it's an awesome thing to accomplish. To me, this is a testament to my durability to make my 30-plus starts in a year, in a year in, a year out. Everyone can have the ability to do this, but few has the durability to do this. All the hard work I put in have this moment. That's what it feels like. And not only did he do this at the game, he was pushing the limit to a perfect game. So I think he lost it. I think it was the eighth inning. Like I'm like, are we finally going to get it? Is Max going to be the guy? And then there goes the hit. And it's like, ah, nope, not again. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, he's having a great year, yeah. um, you know, with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, he was he was doing fine with the Nationals. Um, but yeah, he but, was all star. He but, remember he got the start, right? So. But when he went to the Dodgers, man, he's got eight games started, six and zero record with a point eight eight ERA. Yeah. It's like it's like Degrom out there, man. Yeah. Um. So and then he, the opponent batting line is one fifty eight. You know, and fifty-one innings in those eight starts. Yeah, uh, I mean, overall this year, he's you know he's over two hundred strikeouts. I think it's about two hundred nineteen or so. Um, so he's right on he's right on on um, on par with what he's supposed yeah. to do. Um, yeah, man. You know, Max Scherzer's one of those special guys, yeah. special talents, man. He's he's really good. And then I you like think him. about like not only him went the trade, you get Trey Turner. Trey Turner. So, I love Trey Turner. Yeah. You know that man. That's my guy. So through six weeks, <laughs> he's already doing the comparison. Is this is the best trade acquisition ever? Because, you know, CC's back in 2008, Randy Johnson in 98, and a few others. But depending on how Scherzer finished, many innings as, you know, Corbin Burns racks mm-hmm. up. The question is, can this be Cy Young year for him between what he did before and what he is currently doing? So I his think so. total season stats, he is 14-4 and four with right. a 2.17 ERA, yeah. which is leading baseball, not just National League yeah. baseball. And 27 games, 20, 27 starts, one complete game. In 162 innings, he has 100 hits, 42 home runs, a .82 whip with a one point a .175 average hitting opponents. Yeah, man. Pretty impressive, you ask me. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I think I, he's... I think he's a shoe in right so now. So you're thinking about, like, and that is Corbin Burns, like you said, and then the other one is his now teammate, Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. You can say those are the top three for the National League Cy Young right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm between Zach nod. Wheeler, he's kind of been putting his name in there, but he's, yeah. he's been up and down. It's unfortunate. Like, he was majority of the year, but then what Max has done since the trade deadline, he's just, like, he, like he hit that next gear once he got in that Dodger blue. Yeah, man. I mean, at this at this moment, I'm going to have to give the nod to Max right now. And then if he does do it, he'll think I'd be only the – I thought I had it written down. Oh, he'll be the fifth ever pitcher to win four Cy Youngs. <laughs> yeah, so think about that. Think of all these great pitchers that he's – yeah, man, that is that is impressive. Yeah. You know, a couple years ago we said he pretty much gave up the mantle of the best pitcher to DeGrom, but with DeGrom hurt – Scherzer's doing his thing. I almost think with three weeks left, something's got to dramatically happen between him and then Corbin Burns stay his solid self. I think this is now Max Scherzer's Cy Young to lose. Yeah, I agree. It's insane. Like, you know, go from like, okay, it's the average pitcher. might be a great trade acquisition to, oh, this is our Cy Young winner. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see how these next three weeks play out for these couple pitchers. So we'll see if he can do it. So... All right, next is, you know, since we're already done, I think we just finished up before we were supposed to uh, our break of COVID and family issues and stuff. Um, Dodgers finally did their city jersey. Okay. Yep. So now we have the complete year of all the jerseys. 
who won this year's jerseys? Well, in my opinion, I like Miami's jersey. I I do. I think Miami gets the first. And I think White Sox is my second. I completely agree. Um, I thought the Dodgers one was a little plain. It, it I lost just, Dodgers. It, it almost like it almost reminded me of the regular Dodgers. So and I, I almost think it's like what is it? Their batting practice jerseys or their spring training jerseys? Mm-hmm. I saw the blue. I'm like that's it. Yeah. Like there's not nothing that they haven't done. Kind of like the um, Giants with the excuse me with the G? like the the, the fog ish yeah, to it. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, but yeah. yeah, the Miami one really pops. Yeah, I really like it. Um, and like you said, the South Side jersey the Chicago had was pretty sweet too. Yeah. Um, but the Miami one's my favorite. Yeah, no that, doubt. Yeah, like with the Cuban influence, a lot of people, and they still wear it here and there. Like, it would surprise <laughs> me that this becomes now their alternate jersey. That would be cool, man. Like I, that this becomes you know thing like this is our alternate jersey now. Which who knows, maybe the City Connect jersey does come that next year. We'll get our our next like seven eight teams to do it then. Year after that, then finally when everyone has done it, you now have an alternate jersey to use. Speaking of Miami, you know who I saw during the the series, the Subway series? The My- the Marlins man. Yep. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he was definitely there. <laughs> I, th- I was like, I guess like he's taking a little, like, a little finally a breather, but now he's like, well, I'm back. This is a big game. Well, you know, it's cool. You know, I was thinking, I don't know if this is his goal or anything, but he always gets those seats, and you always see him. So anytime you ever pull footage from basically New York game stuff, that dude's there, man. He's sitting there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think he's a lawyer or something, so or like a corporate lawyer. So, you know, probably New York is another place he does a lot of business. So Probably. So he probably knows the people to get those seats. I always see him in the New York seats. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, are you ever at a Miami game? Not that I watch that many of them, but, yeah. you know. It's definitely like Miami games and then the big games, he always, like, travels well. Okay. I, I definitely see that guy a lot. So. so one thing that has came to the end a couple of weeks ago which is kind of sad, you know, yeah. and this is not just they were the first, but now all of them have done it. But Tops and MLB will end their relationship in 2026 after 75 years together. Yeah. Man. And, and you know, it, it's crazy is because, you know, I always think of like uh, MLB starting to do different things and they're starting to like move on. Like they got new Nike jerseys. Yep. Uh, they move on from the baseball, they, the, the Rawlings baseball. Yeah, they bought knows. Rawlings. Um, and- so now, you know, they're ending this partnership with Tops to start it with a rival company. Um, Fantastic. F- Fanatics. Fanatics, yeah. So the Fanatics are actually doing the cards? Yep. They're going to start. That's crazy, man. Because, like, when you think of top tier cards, it's Tops. Yeah. That, that one always comes to mind. Upper Decks, you know, it's over there somewhere. I would never think of Fanatics cards. Yeah, like Tops is baseball. Like, did you think yeah. about? When yes, you- they have, like, you know, the Marvel, the, the uh, Star Wars, soccer. Mm-hmm. But when you think Tops, you think majority, they have the baseball contract. Right. When I think of cards that I want to purchase, it's usually Tops. Yeah. Oh, well, nowadays, I guess people want to purchase NFTs and <laughs> whatever well, else. Yeah. But, but, but Tops is the physical card that I think is, yeah. is, you know, in the game. So, yeah, there's been plenty of other baseball card vendors over the years. You know, Fleer, Bowman, Bowman Upper Deck, Panini. But, you know, Tops has always been that one. And, you know, they have the right through 2025. And it's unreal because, you know, the deal, you know, is kind of shocking because not only they're unaware that they're negotiating with someone else. Oh, yeah. They never kind of got like, like, look, we're doing this. And you need to come like, but apparently someone said that they did. But, you know, but as recent as the All-Star game, they, you know, they had conversations. They never indicated that they were negotiating with anyone. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy. It's crazy is that yeah, I think Tops went public uh, about a year ago or so. They're about to. Oh, they're about to go public. Yes. Oh, so this cannot help their stock at all. Because I'm just trying to think in my head, where are they going from here? What is the future for Tops? I think if baseball? I remember, if I actually remember now, I think I heard whoever was supposed to take it public have now pulled it. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I, yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you think of other sports like uh, football and stuff like that. You think of Fleer and other kind of companies. What is Tops going to do? That's when. That's what I'm just trying to figure and now, out, man. It's not just baseball. They've gotten foot, NFL and the NBA contract. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, you're going to a co- like this? I'm like, what are they doing? So you know, they'll create their own trading card company that gives both you know the baseball players, the MLB and the players union a seat on the board. Mm-hmm. So I bet that's something with with NFL and NBA is doing as well. So you know, what's next? You know, they're going to take some of the billion dollars that they're backed. You know. So question is, do they buy a company? Maybe they buy tops uh-huh. that's already established where they can manage and throw money more money into it. But it sounds like me is that 
to me that Tops wasn't trying to sell. They're trying to go public. They're they're talking about they're thinking about expanding. Well, so <laughs> now losing your main deal. But see, you got to have force the they got to have backup plans. Like if Tops is thinking you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So it, you have five years left. You got you got to figure something out. I, but a, you're right. It's gonna that, be interesting to see. what That's they a do. lot of people are now fearing a little bit. Like, are they gonna overproduce cards now? Mm. Are they gonna try to get all the money they can out because they got five years? But then you think about it, it's not just Tops now. You think. Panini's now losing their NBA and NFL contracts. Now, what they're going to do? Exactly. They have baseball cards because of the players' union. They're losing that here in two years because players are all going to Fanatics. So, my question is: um, first of all, how is Fanatics even going to produce these cards? Because you know, Tops, Panini, Fleer, Upper Deck, all these guys—they have I think systems they, in yeah, place. I think they have to buy one. That you have to you have to partner with somebody. I, well, I'm just saying, Fanatics has to have something in motion right now if they're already signing yeah. this deal. So, who are they merging with? So, if you think Panini only contract if you, without those two, mm-hmm. they have the UFC. Mm-hmm. They just got that from Tops a couple years ago. I think last year, if I remember correctly. So it's like. Okay, at least they have someone. Yes, yeah. soccer is top, so they can say, okay, soccer is starting to blow. Maybe this can be we, we go all in on soccer. And the Star Wars does okay. Um, but to lose the baseball, it's going to be very interesting these next, what, four years. Because mm-hmm. you know, this year was the same for the anniversary of Tops and MLB. And now it's like, ooh, you had to do it this year. Like, you couldn't do it, like, wait till next year to kind of stab them in the heart. Well, what's crazy is that Tops has been making baseball cards since 1951. Yeah, the company paid the players' union 20.4 million dollars in 2020. So the, the the crazy part of this is that Tops was given the opportunity to match Fanatics, but they declined. So you're right. What kind of crazy thing contract did they have? Because obviously, if Tops was like, "We're not matching that," that means it didn't make sense financially. Well, yeah, Tops is a, a million dollar company. Well, well, that'd be way more than that. Fanatics is a billion dollar company. Well, so you're saying the Fanatics are going to take a hit just to do it, just so that they can get the monopoly. I think, well, the, the, and the interesting thing was, I thought they weren't going to get NBA because the um, Fanatics owner owns part of the 76ers. So mm. I thought it was something, you know, maybe they can't do it, but they got the deal done. Well, you, you know what? I mean, Fanatics is So getting- they had the money, they had to throw money. And like I said, if they're going to be on the board. That had to be another thing. Like they'll help control the cards, like MLB and the players. Right. Especially with the MLB, like buying Rawlings and stuff, they want more control. This gives an opportunity to control the cards. I mean, and like you said, man, Fanatics—they're just moving through everything because even Shohei signed an exclusive yep. deal with Fanatics. And I remember a couple years ago when MLB has its own shop. Mm-hmm. Now Fanatics, all of them—basketball, football—they're all through them. Yeah, like they're just going. So now they're taking all the major cards. Well, you you know we've been collectors for quite a while on autograph stuff, and I remember when Fanatics was kind of a small company still. New. We were like, I don't know if we should trust their autographs yet, you know, because we're like, hey, Steiner, this, yeah. and something that, like Fanatics. They I just don't know. Skyrocketed. Exactly, it came out of nowhere, man. Um, you know, and like you said, uh, cards. You know, there's been, there was a time when they were on the downtrend, mm-hmm. but they're you know they're on their way back up. Uh, earlier this month, the Honus Wagner card sold for over six million dollars. So you know, people still collect them yes. quite often. Um, it's just going to be kind of weird to see how they do it. And like you said, I wonder who they're going to go through. It's yeah, just, it just blows my mind. Like, are they going to start from scratch? And then the biggest thing I think someone's like, some people are like torn, but some people like, it could be a good thing because like. Be. Uh, I watched one video where he opened a box of Topps card, mm-hmm. and the two guaranteed autographs were the same player, which was oh. like a B level player. They're like, oh. "This is the stuff we're talking about." Okay, so like maybe it's going to be better. So, so maybe if Fanatics puts the the resources into making an experience for the purchaser, the users, that would be cool. Because if you know you're going to get a box from Fanatics and it's going to have some pretty cool stuff in it, then yes, yeah. that, that would uh, you know people would like that more than buying a Topps. Yeah, like. Panini has jumped up the prices, so I wonder if they knew something was coming. Like between the last two years, Panini has jumped up dramatically, where you can buy a five hundred dollar box and maybe get a couple thousand dollar cards out of it. Mm-hmm. Now the box is now three, four thousand dollars. Right. You might break even if you're lucky. So I wonder if they knew something was coming. So, so and, and like you're saying, like you know, with all these uh, expensive boxes and things like that, the, the companies have been innovative. Yeah. They have been making more money because they're doing stuff like that. It makes me think now that they only have so many, t- so much time left with this uh, with MLB. Yeah. Do, will they push the box even further so they can find a better thing to come when yeah. they come out of this? Like, will they start doing some crazy stuff? Who knows? Like, yeah. like you get a whole, maybe you can get yeah. a case of one-on-ones. I so don't know, man. The transcendent case that Tops does, which mm-hmm. I remember the first time I did that a couple years ago, 
you're guaranteed 50 autos in it, huh. uh, one 101 auto of a certain card, of the, and then like an invitation to their tops party, which one year it was King River Jr., another year was Mike Trout there. Now that's an experience. So, and the box I think was $10,000 if you bought it yourself. Okay. So I've watched a lot of breakers buy into it, and, and one of the things was you get that invitation. And I think the owner of the one of the box, like he bought it off the person so he can go and he said the experience is wonderful. Yeah. So if they could do it with the billions of dollars that fanatics have, what think experience that they think they could do? Oh, we're going to take you to a courtside game at the NBA game and you're going to meet this player after yeah, the game. Yeah. Or a whole team. Uh, or you function. get the, oh, you see that jersey he's on? You're getting that after the game. So, okay. So, yes. Now, see, that's where you're getting exciting about, uh, yeah. excited. If they can push the yes. envelope to do something like that, it's, I'm just saying. Or are they just going to take it backwards and just push out cards? Too like, much. hey, here's cards. Just like, here's cards. Overprint here's it. Cards. Maybe not even do one of ones. I'm just saying, maybe they just print regular basic cards and say, these so. are the easier players. So who knows? But one thing's for sure tops and it's, you know, it's. Um, Peers, they all need to start pushing the box and do something. So maybe I don't know what they need to do, but this is a big, this is a huge hit. Yeah. So now, since they know, next year we'll see if prices increase, mm -hmm. what the card quality is going to be like, how much cards are going to be out there. Like if we're going to get like five new sets, like oh, we these had these in the works. Like no, you're just money hungry now, man. Like so, we'll have to wait and see what what MLB, NBA, NFL, Panini, mm -hmm. all of them do these next couple of years. So we know MLB is 2026. I feel like Panini loses the baseball one in 2023. And I feel like in NFL NBA are within three to four years, too. I think MLB had the longest contract remaining. So I think we'll get – so I think either basketball or football, we're going to get the first taste of what Fanatics is going to do. Okay, yeah. So Yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting to look at. All right, well, let's move on. So um, the year of the no-hitter. Yeah, man. So speaking of history – uh, <laughs> it looks like the Brew Crew came through. Yes, and uh, through this uh, history made ninth no hitter of the season, man. Ninth yeah. one. Uh, it was combined, uh, so we had two pitchers to throw it. Yeah. So we talked about earlier with Max Scherzer, Cy Young, the other guy is Corbin Burns mm -hmm. throwing the game. You know, and then I was like, okay, he's through eight. Right. He went eight, struck out fourteen. He walked one person. So why didn't he come back out there for the ninth? When you have one of the best closers in the game, they said they said I figured you know. I might need him for the rest of those, so why stretch it when I know if anyone can do it, I know Josh can do it, and, well, he did it to complete the no-hitter. But, yeah, Burns was brilliant. You know, he had no base runners until the the walk in the seventh. He struck out 14 over 115 pitches for giving away the hater in the ninth. Anyone would want to keep the you know pitching in that situation, but if there's anyone that I would want out there in the ninth, it would have been Josh, Burns said, after being pulled with three outs to go. Well, so. Well, well, like you said, man, I mean, he said he had to fight to get out of the eighth inning. So he knew he had no shot in the ninth. He, yeah. he was like, look, man, the arm's gone. He's like, well, I can't do it. He's like, I want to do it. Uh, but, yeah, man, so that's that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so, Christian, is the first no-hitter since 1987 for the Brew Crew. Wow. You know, it's this no-hitter drought. Second longest active in baseball, only behind <laughs> iconic Cleveland, who they throw against. And it's funny because Cleveland broke its own record of being no hit twice uh, in 1883, 1908, and 1951. Now it's been three times. <laughs> and most insane fact is that all three times they've been no hit this year, the starting pitcher for the Cleveland Indians have been Zach um, Pazak. Or oh, P yeah. man, that's tough. I'm like, well, if anytime he's pitching the rest of you, like, look, we're not getting no hit tonight. But three times. <sighs> so, man. so Zach Plasak. Three times this year that's, that's as tough. a starting pitcher, that your team tough. got no hitted. But it's it's not as bad as Degrom never getting run support. So you know <laughs> it is it sucks those you know those outings, but it's not like it happens every time you get out there. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So ninth no hitter, man. What do we think? Uh, what do we think it is? We think it's the ball. Well, the the couple of weeks it could have been the sticky substance. You know, we had could have been a lot. We had a no hitter like sticky once a week with the ball. The dead. You know, ball. pitchers yeah. now throwing average is ninety eight miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Could be different. Hitters not being up to par yet beginning of the season because it was very interesting beginning of the season like, and then we got quiet there so a lot of people were like well it must have been the sticky stuff. <laughs> then we had Diamondbacks you know first career start technically through a no hitter mm -hmm. so it's like okay there goes the tie then technically it would have been beat broken already if you counted the two seven inning no hitters that we've had this year. Yep. But now we got a complete nine. Broke the first record, I think it was in 1880. What was it? I had it written down. 
did I? Oh, 1884 was the record that had eight no-hitters that year. Wow. Over 100 years, it took us to have nine no-hitters in one year. Man, that's crazy. It is. Jeez. Man, baseball. <laughs> exactly. And when I saw the fact that it was Cleveland, I'm like, damn, this is like the third time. Yeah, usually I think it's like the Diamondbacks or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh my, ouch. But then when the fact about Zach, I was like, oh, that that one hurts more. I was like, bad in your team got no-hit three times. But I'm like, you're the pitcher that faced the pitcher, and you unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, it's probably cool. got the it's, L all three times. It's cool that you got to witness that many no-nos, but not while you're throwing the ball. <laughs> That's tough, man. Well, Cleveland Indians, you can take this year as an L, throw it away, burn yeah. your name, because you'll be Guardians next year. You can set all new records. Yeah, all new records. <laughs> next year. That's right, man. Man. So, with the race, well, between the season dying down. Yep, yep. The home run race has now gotten a lot closer than it was a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. So, we now have a new home run leader we as do. of right now. We do. Otani has lost it. Vlad Jr. has took it. Which is kind of what I expected, man. I mean, because, you know, I, I've always been – I'm getting a lot of notifications. Vlad hits another home run. Vlad hits another home run. Vlad hits another home run. Shohei hit a home run. Vlad hits another home run. So, it's like it's like Shohei's – you know, he's slowing down, but he's, he's doing double duty, man. He's still got to throw the ball, and now he's got to worry about pitching. It's, it's not like he just has to focus on one kind of craft. And then – it's not like he has other people around him that that are they're, yeah. they're going to pitch around you and then exactly. face that guy. They got to go after Blue you. Jays. Oh, if I face around him, then I face Craig or mm-hmm. I have Bo Bichette. And like I'm trying to win these games, right? Like you said, it's all situational. And Blue Jays are in it technically mm-hmm. right now. They are in the playoffs. Yeah, they are. So and man, um, so yeah, so right now it's a close one. I, I'm not going to put the the next two guys in there. I think it's going to be between Vlad, Shohei, and Salvador Perez. Yeah, and Salvador Perez, what in the world, man? Like this, like a like grandfather times fortieth, like yeah, you know. he, look, man, he's not used to doing this kind of. No, stuff. he got his he got a broke his own record for um, RBIs. Yeah, he threw a, he's got 109 RBIs right now. It's that's, insane. That's, like, he's having a solid year. Yeah. Nobody well, would put that here at, at this time of his no. career. And you think about the Royals of all player. Like, you thought this guy was, after missing the season with the injury a couple years ago, like, like this guy's done. Like, he has best years are behind him. Right. And look at him. <clears throat> yeah, man. So, speaking of that, like I said, uh, so going back to the home runs, I am not, like I said, Vlad, he is a raker, man. He goes out there, he's got 45 home runs, and he's also leading the league in uh, hits, man. 173. He hits. That's what he does. And now he has another bragging right because now he has more home runs in a single season than his, his dad. dad. Which is cool Which is cool and crazy at the same time because yeah. we know his dad is a slugger. Yeah. He, he's an all-star slugger, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but no matter how it turns out, man, I'm not going to take anything away from anybody else because, like I said, Shohei Otani's having one yeah. heck of a year. Like you said, it's tough that he's on a team that's not in yeah, the situation. Like really, to it's help one him of out. them three, like you just said. Simeon, if he somehow got hot, which he you know, could. technically he's, on the he's team. only six six behind right. with the Blue Jays, but that definitely helps. And then Tatis down there, like yeah, I mean, look, they all can do it. Yeah, I'm just thinking it's between these three, regardless yeah, of how I it think ends. so too. Um, Especially would, with this little bit of time left. Exactly. I mean, I, I would be a little surprised if Salvador breaks through it, but he's in the running. Um, I think Shohei can still catch on. Maybe they end up with a tie, but it's definitely between those three. Yeah. At, without a doubt. Now the question is like, you know, with roughly three weeks left, like, are we going to see 50? Now you're looking at it like it, it, it's going to get, you know, these games are meaningful, yeah. especially for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Like, can Vlad get five more to get to that 50 mark? Yeah, I think 50 is a really – Can Otani get six to get that 50 mark? 50 it's, is a great number. Yeah. If you hit 50, you've done work, man. Yes. Hard work. Um, yeah, I would love to see Shohei and Vlad hit 50. It, it, it's going to be hard. Yes. Um, especially for Shohei. I think Vlad has a good shot. I mean, he's only five away. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Shohei's only six away. It's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out because, like you said, Blue Jays are in it. Uh, they're in a run. They're in a race. Um, I'm not sure who they have to follow, uh, they're going to end their season with. But That's what I was like. Let me go pull up and see what they got <laughs> um, remaining. The, Shohei has a good opportunity because they're not in it to win it. So, you know, they're just going to go out there and play the game. Um, but depending on who Toronto plays against. All right. So, Toronto, of course, beat Tampa Bay today. So, this weekend they have the Twins. Okay. They're at Tampa Bay, at Twins. Mm. Home against the Yankees, and then they end at home with Baltimore. Yeah, so he has. So a you're good talking about three teams that are not in the race. Well, two teams with you face Twins twice, and then Baltimore to end the season. Definitely doable, especially what they did to uh, Baltimore last weekend. Exactly. 
Yeah. Would they put up an 11 spot? They put up a, like 11 and like the third or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, like, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the doubleheader game, they're they down 10 nothing and they score 11 runs to win the Nuts. game. Nuts. And then I think Sunday they scored 22 runs, which they said like they scored, you know, this many points compared to the NFL Sunday teams. So, so based on what you just told me, yes, Vlad has a real shot of hitting yeah. 50 because those teams aren't going to be playing hard. No. I mean, yes, they want to win, but at the same time, the – the talent isn't there to stop him if he if he can get a hold of one. Yeah, um, I'm not sure who the Angels play, but like I said, Shohei has a good shot, man. If he hits 50 home runs this year, it, with this year, it's gonna be one of the best like years. Said, it would have been a lot better if Trout was back, which they said today. Trout's, Trout's not come back, probably. Most likely, you're talking right. about three weeks. Cav, they might as well, they're gonna give him the rest time off, which we kind of figured about a month ago. We'll say about three, four weeks ago, we're like, with about a month left, they're not really in it. I don't see him coming back. So let's see. They are currently facing the White Sox. They have Oakland this weekend, Houston, Seattle, Texas, and Seattle. Which only team that's not in the playoff race right now is Texas. Man. So yeah, I think Angels is going to have a tough because they're all going to be trying to win those games. So and then Royals, you know, do 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 do. Where are you? Kansas City. They're facing Oakland right now, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, Cleveland, Minnesota. So, he, so Salvador has a a shot too, since they face a lot of bad teams as well. So it's gonna be interesting. Like three weeks to go, see how these play out. It's gonna be a very interesting show. I hope it comes down to that weekend where like someone's tied and that would be cool yes man that would be exciting for sure so um all right yeah but like i said man regardless of how how it play, uh, pans out man i still i still like shohei for an mvp man yeah i i think I, it's just barring it's just unreal, man you know i think vlad would have to win the triple crown mm-hmm. to even make it compatible because of what tiny's done both yeah with a crappy team he's still nine and two yeah with a with a three era man it, it's it's solid Mm-hmm. It's it's very solid. Plus, what he's doing at the plate, unheard of. We don't we haven't seen this. Mm-mm. We've heard stories about Ruth, mm-hmm. but we have not seen a player actually do this, and he's yeah. doing it. So I, I'm loving it, man. Yeah. So next, we're gonna talk about is Ryan Braun a finally officially retired? Yeah, yeah. What do you think well, about it? it? I thought he already did when the news <laughs> came out. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, I thought he already retired. But okay, I, I, it's just we haven't heard his name in a while. I know he was um, a free agent, and I figured like. He was retiring, so I thought that was done, but I guess he hasn't officially retired. Now, our 2011 National League MVP and, of course, Brewers franchise home run king Mm -hmm. has now officially retired on Tuesday. Right. I mean, like you said, he hasn't played at all this year. Um, He had had a terrible year last year and had a $15 million option, which Brewers definitely did not pick that up. Why, Why would you? I mean, last year he had, what, 30 hits? Two thirty-three ERA is seven home runs. Like, scary yeah. man, it's scary. So thirty-sevens. You know, he said he waited his for many months. He posted a video on social media by the Brewers. While I still love this game very much, the time is right for me to retire from my playing days. Yeah, I mean, we we used to see him out there a lot back in the day. We used to, he's been one of the guys who's been great for the game. Um, now that he's retired, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's not surprising because, like you said, he's had such a bad year and he's already up there in age. Yeah. It's it's not unheard of. Yep, um, but. You know, what do you think about the team retiring his number? Do you think he's going to make that kind of thing happen or not? I um, know they're um, going to have a pregame ceremony before the, this end of the season, if I remember correctly. But, you know. Is he good enough to be enshrined in their Hall of Fame? I think so. Because he, right now he is the franchise home run leader. You know, talking about 352 home runs. He played all 14 years with the Brewers. Right, right. That's good. He ranks second in history of the career RBIs, extra base hits, total bases, and doubles. Right. He ranks third in runs. And hits, triples, and stolen bases, and walks. So if not him, then who? Yeah, yeah he's. I he's think the guy. he's going to get yeah. one of them. Um, if you think about a guy that can, you know, be up there, you, you think about Yellage if he can somehow pull around without getting these injuries mm-hmm. together. But Ryan Bond was the Brewers there for those ten years, especially. Yeah, he was um, a high point for for a team that you know. Yeah, especially there for was it? I feel like it was like five years. He was always in MVP discussions. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I think I think he came second. I think the the following year of his MVP year and ranked. I think another top three year, one, another year, but he was always in. I think the top ten. I there for like five six years. I think consistently. I feel like because always it, he was just solid. 
And of course, you know, the allegation of him, the steroids, and then, you know, they say he should turn in the MVP trophy to, uh, was it Matt Kemp that year? I think he lost, he beat. Uh, that was 2011. So yeah, yeah. Man, he, uh, he won the rookie of the year, his first year. Then he, and he was also in the MVP um, discussion that year. Uh-huh. Then he was in the MVP discussion the next year. The ne- Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, basically six years in a row. Yeah. Um, and he won one of those. Uh, Second one. And then he was in the discussion in 2016 as well. Yep. And all those years he won MVP, obviously he was an um, all-star as well. Um, so, yeah, man, he, he's done a lot of good stuff there. Um, but, yeah, like you said, man, going down to the end of the career, like, you know, his highlights, he was, like, hitting 30s, 40 home runs a year and then started going down some, um, averaging, like, 20 to 17. Um, and he's not a big guy. Like, you think about the home run guys, you think of those big first basemen. Mm-hmm. He was an outfielder. You know, the decline was there. We all figured, like, this is probably going to be it these next two years. And then, finally, they declined the option. And, of course, he finally officially has done it this year. So, Congratulations. I hope your decision, well, it wasn't hard, but I know it wasn't, you know, it took some time. Like you said, it took months to finally, yeah. like, maybe this is to, it. To come to terms with the, yeah, is like, it over? Um, no, like, no calls? Like, yeah, man. But, but, like, 352 home runs isn't bad, man. 14 years, that's like 25 home runs a year. Um, and if you take away the COVID year, it's, it's obviously higher than that. So, yeah, he, I think he had a pretty, pretty solid career. It's yeah. nothing, to, nothing to be ashamed about. Nope. Um, but, you know, his batting average has been on a decline for quite a while. So, yeah. so you know, look. Great, great career, man. Yeah, there's nothing I can say bad about him. Yep, um, the Brewers. He'll are, be a Brewer. Yeah, great. You can look at looking look that up. Um, he will be. He, yeah. Uh, do you think he has a shot in the Hall? No. He's one MVP, Rookie of the Year, five Silver Sluggers, six-time All Star. No, I don't think so. I think now with a shorter time and then with the steroid allegation, but we'll see. I mean, he's got over a thousand RBIs. He's only he's got under so, two thousand hits so though. Under so you're retired now. You told his, five more years. His war, career war, is a forty-seven point one. I think he's going to stay on the ballot all ten years. He might eventually get in. It's going to be close. It all depends on the writers. Then you know. The, well, what do you guys think? Let us know. Do you think Ryan Braun is going to get in the hall eventually? Like, if he doesn't get it, could it be a senior vote one year, possibly. Um, it's just real hard, like with some of those numbers. But like, speaking of the hall. Who is going to be the person that you're going to be most sad about not getting into the hall? You talking about next year? Any, no, no. Just in general. Like general? Somebody you know is not going to make it to the hall, and you're going to be sad about not doing oh, it. The I'll easy tell you one right for now. for me is David Wright. David Wright. Okay. That's, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. But like, I, if, but, if but those saying, injuries weren't happening, he would. He God, if they stayed at Shea, just stay at Shea. Stay at, <laughs> a at Shea. And then also, if he got, I think, was it six more, he would be the franchise leader in every category. Yeah, he man. came up short against Strawberry's so, record. So, so this this is this is the same scenario. If I was a big Brewer fan, I, I might feel the same way if Ryan doesn't get in. Yeah, that's I all, think that's it's going to be close because like, he, he's there. I mean, he, he's got good stats. Yeah, so, it's gonna be, and then but the biggest thing for me is the steroids. But who knows? And like I said, he can't be eligible for another five years. Then you're talking about you have ten years to get in. So in fifteen years, the writers might be a little more lenient to that era. Like this was the thing people tried it. Maybe like so. Eventually, is he going to wait all ten years? Probably. Yeah. But does he end? There's a good possibility. It yeah. all depends on the writers. Like, the biggest test is going to be this year's vote well, with know, Bonds I, and Clemens last year. I know one writer's not letting him in. The same one that let Jeter in. Oh, dude, that little <laughs> uh, that little pun that he's like, "Thank you all the writers except for that one." I was like, "Ooh, ooh, he got you." <laughs> so, it, but you know, was, you know, we'll see. We'll see if the, he eventually gets in. So. So next to talk about, you know, the 2023 All-Star Game has been r- rumored to be going to the Seattle Mariners. Of course, you know, next year is Dodgers. And then I think in a couple years they did announce that it was supposed to be Philly, I think, in 2026. But so now we know after Dodgers next year, it is going to be back to Seattle for the first time since 01. And we know Ichiro. Ichiro's year. And, you know, you know, Ken Griffey is going to be definitely there. Yeah. One of the ceremonies, you so know, that, that'll be fun. Absolutely. And you think about like, if I remember, that was a big home run derby year. I remember oh, the, with the yeah. with it open. I think it was Sosa. It was the heart of the home run. Like, man, and that's when the home run derby was hard, man. Yeah, ten outs. Just think about how bad, how hard yeah. that would be oh, today. Yeah, Philly is supposed to have it in 2026. Okay. 2026. So now we know 2022 is of course Dodgers next year. 2023 is now Seattle mm-hmm. rumored and then 2026 is, is supposed to go to Philly. So the question is is Atlanta going to ever get it back? 
how long they're going to make them wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what a lot of people thought. Maybe it was going to get 2023. So maybe now you're thinking 2024 for Atlanta. Um, but, you know, T-Mobile Park, yes, it's 20 years old, but has still one of the best parks voted every year. So, you know, last time they hosted the All-Star Game was actually the last time the Mariners made the playoffs. Wow. Which, the way they're going, they they might barely miss it this year. You're thinking next year. But you think about 2023, this might be an interesting team to be talking about during the All-Star Game. And maybe they even know this. You know, now that they know they're going to be hosting, they're like, hey, man, we got to get a solid team together just to show face at yeah. least. Um, well, you know, speaking of playoffs, we're getting down to it. It's, this is time. Like, this is teams are finally officially getting eliminated from the playoffs right we have two we teams have, have now punched their punched ticket their ticket yeah which is no surprise that giants do it i looked at it, i'm like okay dodgers probably gonna do it the next night and they did ah, but think of what you just said giants. Would you have said that at the beginning of the season it's no i wish i put money on the giants now <laughs> it's it's like yeah i to bet either yeah, make what, the playoffs what were their odds in the beginning because exactly. right now they still they don't believe in them they still have a plus 1000 on DraftKings for them to win the world That's series crazy. i decided to take it because you know the other night they did. If you bet on an NFL game, you got two hundred dollars in free bets. Mm-hmm. So I have a free twenty five dollar bet. I'm like, sure, I'll put on Giants to win because they're not? doing something special this year. Yeah, I'll get to take a free two hundred fifty dollars. Right, and, and like I said, you know, based off of where we were in the beginning of the year, who would have thought the Giants? And like you said, it's no surprise that they're there. Well, it is a surprise it's, from where we were thinking. Yeah, beginning of the year, they were not <laughs> on our list. If I remember correctly, I have I had White Sox in Atlanta. Both of them are still in the playoff races, most likely probably win their divisions. Right, but think about it, man. Think about the Giants. They don't have a big, like, I don't know, man. They don't have, like, They're a big team. They're a bunch team. of veterans and that, young, a little bit of young That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not like you put them next to the Dodgers, like, the Dodgers or Yankees. Yeah, these guys are so talented. They should be there. You go to the Giants. Who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. If you think about it, their ace is Kevin Guzman, who was Guzman. a third, fourth starter a couple years ago for the Orioles, which they gave up on and released. And he kind of hopped around the league there for like two years, and now right. he has fixed it. We thought last year was possibly a fluke. That's mm-hmm. why he signed the the was it the arbitrate the one year the seventeen million dollar deal because he yeah. knew he wasn't going to yeah, get that good, nowhere. It was that. a good deal, yeah. And he is right back in now it. So now that multi year is good. Yeah, I done it two years in a row because mm-hmm. everyone's saying it was the COVID year. You didn't have that many games. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Well, now I've done a full season. You, I have a two point something year array. You've proven yourself. So now pay me. Yeah. So not only that, that's great for Guzman. The other thing that's great is that, you know, we're not really thinking about this team right now, like the, what we're going to be seeing in the future, because we're going to look back on this team and be like, man, what did they do? That was a special team. And now, if you're a Philly fan, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, it wasn't the coach. Because <laughs> in two years... I never said it was a coach, man. In they two years, he took a team that was nowhere close near, almost made the playoffs last year, and now they are technically have the best record in baseball with three weeks left to play and possibly going to beat the defending champs for the division. Well, you know what I said when they let go of the Phillies coach? I was like, I was like, I was like, just because you brought Harper in there for a year or so, and you thought that you guys were gonna do something special just from that one thing, only give him two years. That's what I'm saying. I was like, give him some time. So obviously, you know, he he knows his stuff. So hey, so yeah, so so as of right now, San Francisco is 95 and 50. Yeah, 95 and 50. 95 and 50, man. And then Dodgers are two and a half back at 93. They both punched their tickets. Yep. And then. Padres are seventy four and seventy, which we thought they'd be right there in it, but they are twenty and a half games behind the Giants. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy because a couple weeks ago they were kind of in it. And they've just been since like the trade deadline. They've been slowly falling off. Mm-hmm. Injuries, pitching's not there. We thought it was gonna be a dangerous rotation. Well, I guess next year maybe when they get uh, Clevenger back and they figure out what the hell's going on this year. Yeah, well, we need to figure the same thing out with the Mets. I mean, the Mets so, are yeah, let's go winning the division East. And, and yeah. until, until after uh, the Come, break. Yeah, bad bad weekend. and Now now they're uh, five and a half games out. And it was perfect opportunity last night. It would be within two and a half of the wild card because everyone lost yet last night, and then we end up losing in extras. Hey, but my preseason call of the Nationals finishing dead last is coming true almost. I know. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> well, well now that they gave away Scherzer, Scherzer we, but we didn't know that was coming. Though, yeah. Either. Uh, but they kind of gave up on their team this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Braves are leading that division. Um, Phillies still... four and a half back. Yeah. We're a five and a half back. So Possibly we could technically more. have been in second place if we didn't lose last night. Big series this weekend for us because we face Philly. Got you. Got to win those, man. Like here on out, I think Mets need to win out. They need to. They need to. Well, they need and to it's win a tough every match because you got Philly this weekend. Then we go to Boston for two games. Mm-hmm. Then we host the Brewers, <clears throat> and then I think it goes Miami. But then we finish with Atlanta. Yeah. Like you're talking about you literally need to take every series, if not sweep a couple of these, 
to have hope. <laughs> you know what's crazy, man, is that the Giants and Dodgers both are over 90 games winning, and the Padres are still over 74. I mean, there are 74 games yeah. that they've won. And you know, you look at the other divisions, and if you win 74 games right now, you're pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so that's that's something crazy to think about. Um, but like you said, uh, we just saw a no-no from the Brew Crew, and the Brew Crew are leading their division. Yeah, I called them from the division. A lot of people between them and Cardinals. And speaking of the Cardinals, they technically have the second wild card spot right now after beating us last night. And they're 13 games back from the Brewers. Just think of how that speaks, man. Whew. Yeah, so if you look at the wild card race right now, you have Dodgers as the home team, duh. Definitely. But, Which, the, but now Cardinals have the half-game lead over the Reds for the second wild-card spot. So so the two wild-cards, yep. they're going to play each other? One-game playoff, just like How the sucky is that going to be for the Giants to pull the Dodgers? Yeah, and then yeah, the winner gets or to vice, face the number one team. Person. Yeah, yeah. Th- Those two guys need to be on separate ends. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. It might even be unfortunate for the Dodgers. Yeah, and you think about it. Padres is still only a game out of the wild card, so you can still have to face your division rival for one game, save Dodgers and Padres, and then winner you get to face your division winner. And and if that happens, none of those are guaranteed because when you're in a division, it doesn't matter no. what your record is. The Padres could easily beat both those guys in a series, and we and then we'd be speaking about that like whoa, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the thing I'm going to keep an eye on because yeah. that, that's the so, NL West is going to be those teams. Yeah, so you know Reds are half game back, Padres are one, Phillies three games, and Mets are. four. Four games, mm. so it's pretty much it. Because Colorado is the next team at eight and a half back. You're thinking with three weeks left, that's pretty much done. So it's got to be done. So you're talking about Mets, Phillies, Padres, Reds, and then, and then Cardinals are your teams that are in that second wild card. Since you already know that either Giants or Dodgers is Absolutely. your first is going to be your host Absolutely. your wild card game. Right, you guys are playing for the second spot. And pretty much Milwaukee, like you said, they're what. What you just they're say? The, they're eighty nine and fifty seven, man. They're thirteen games up. You're thinking games. there's not that many left. So you're thinking about if they somehow they're do well this weekend. No, you're I, talking about clinching that division. They're going to clinch the division, I think, regardless. I, I think they'll be the first because of how big of a lead they got. That's what I'm saying. Even if they start blowing it and go fifty fifty, there's no way. I don't. I just don't see the Cardinals coming up thirteen games. If they do, then, that would be a story. And they face Cubs this weekend. Right, right. Well, so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, well, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen games. Yeah, it's not. So happening. if you somehow say sweep the Cubs and your Cardinals you gotta lose like 11 in a row. two, two of those games, you clinch the division this weekend. You, you got to, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, or if, if you get swept, if they get swept this weekend, if you're the Cardinals or the Reds, you got to pull the Yankees yeah. and win eleven or or twelve or something. Yeah. Man, it's, it's it's just unrealistic. Yeah. I think the Brewers are going to be locked up next. Yeah. Um, the I think they'll be the first one to clinch the division, to punch their ticket. Yep. Nobody else from that division is going. Nope. Um, NL West. Maybe, yeah, you're, you're talking gonna, about the other two are possibly fighting for that second wild card spot. Right. And, and West, unfortunately, you, you know the first two. One's going to be your division yep. winner. One's going to be your wild card host. And then Padres are very Padres likely are trying to be that other wild card team. Right. Rockies. Right. Sorry. Diamondbacks. You're hopefully fighting for the number one pick I, next I, year. Unfortunately, I think the Braves are going to lock up the East. Um, it'll be tight. Um, the, the Phillies and the Mets have to all go you on can, a run. All I can say as a Mets fan, like you can say, like you hope Atlanta has an 07 year, like the Mets did, where yeah, they just collapse. They could, and they could. They could. Um, I mean, so so preseason. Um, I think both of us thought the Braves were pretty solid. Um, I did think they're going to be better than they were currently. And the biggest thing is after losing your best player, you got like yeah. the second wave. Did a couple trades, and you vault yourself into the division lead. Mm-hmm. Um, pitching's finally there a little bit with Charlie Morton and others. You know, Morton signed an extension, so he's there for a little bit longer. So it's I would say maybe by the next time we do this podcast, we'll have a more clearer picture of the playoff race, especially for the National League. American League, this is where it gets interesting. That American League East. I think the Rays I think, are I, locked. Man. I think the Rays probably won the division with so much time left, but you know, Toronto and Boston are tied right now for second place. Yankees aren't and far Yan- behind. Right and there. Yankees are in fourth place, but a half game out of those between those two. And what I've been saying is one God. of the tough, toughest divisions, uh, definitely maybe in the East. And what's the worst um, part about it, those, they're all over those four wins. teams, three max can make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Someone's going to be above 500 and is going to miss the playoffs. Right, right. I'm, I'm just – right. Well, I would hope they're above 500, but I'm, I'm just saying these teams are all – over 80 wins right yeah. now, and somebody's not making it. So if you think about it, there's a possibly a 90-win team that's not going to make the playoffs. Exactly. Um, but with that being said, you can almost guarantee that the wild cards are coming out of that that Yeah. Uh, that um, conference. 
let's see, wild card for AL. Besides, you know, the East, you're talking Oakland's four games back, Seattle's four games back, and that's really it. Cleveland's ten and a half back. So you're thinking the you have two West teams are at four games back. So unless you have some teams that collapse here the next three weeks and they have a solid two couple weeks they can right. sneak in. But besides the division leaders, nobody else has 80 wins except for the Yankees, Red Sox, yep. and Blue Jays who are sitting 2, 3, and 4 in that division. Yeah. Oakland <laughs> has 77 wins and Seattle has 78 wins. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, that, it's that crazy of a, of a division, man. Yeah, and just like the the Central with the NL with the Brewers – you know, White Sox can almost lock it up this weekend too. They're twelve and a half up. Absolutely. Cleveland has a you know a bad series. White Sox finishes there. You know they're playing Angels right now, so you're talking they can probably clinch it this week, this weekend, if not early next week. By the time we talk again, we'll probably talk about two division winners, mm-hmm. most likely. And then the West, it was it's been up and down all year, getting closer, but astros have quietly just kind of pulled away a little bit they're seven games up in that division of both oakland and seattle not saying it's impossible but it's very hard to catch like up. you said we we know about it as mets fans a yeah. collapse that could happen with two weeks left where <laughs> oh we know you just do terrible baseball and we're used lose, to it lose the division on the last day of baseball we're used to that stuff man so but there's a possibility so if you think about it, you know, your defending AL champions are going to be right back in it and looks like going to be the number one seed yet again for the second year. Wow. After losing two of your starting pitching, technically you can say three because, you know, um, what is it? Uh, the, the pitcher that didn't, uh, Tyler, um, wow, name blank, 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 Tommy John surgery early in the year because of the sticky substance. Oh, he was blaming. The yeah, movie. I don't remember. I'm right drawing now. the name blank right now, but he's technically out for the year. So you think about it. you trade a player away, one signed with Atlanta, and then you got one hurt. So your top three pitchers last year are all hurt or gone off your team, and you're still the number one team in the AL. Yep, that speaks volume, and especially you made the right trade to get Cruz to be that bat, and you brought out the number one prospect in baseball, Juan Franco, that has been just tearing it up <laughs> since he's been called up. Man, Tampa Bay. They might do it, but those White Sox, you know, they're finally all getting healthy, those young guys, yeah. so and that pitching's been very well, too, so it's going to be interesting playoffs all around, so right now, um, am I sticking with my early picks? I'm confident in White Sox. Atlanta, I don't know if I'm confident. No, I don't think I'm confident in Atlanta. Um, um. Dodgers can easily do it again. You know, we haven't seen a repeat winner since the Yankees, two thousand ninety-nine. You know, those years. Um, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, My gut. That's why I said I put the money. <clears throat> Baseball's weird. Giants can win it. Yeah, dude. That it's is, an odd year, so maybe it's gonna horse, be their. It's, it's gonna be their new thing. It's gonna it be odd be. year instead of even year, <laughs> like it, it was yeah. last ten years. I like the Giants' odds right now. <sighs> Veterans, man. The veter- the mixtures. You know, they're nine and one the last ten games. You know, it'd be cool to see some uh, playoff Mike Yaz. And I'm just like, he posted like, you know, clinch and the shares. I'm like, I'm happy for him. Like, you know. Dude, me too. I, I'm just saying, I'm happy for any of those guys we have we get to watch come here in Norfolk and play because we know what kind of grind it is yeah. when you're playing a lot of the years on the AAA team and you finally get and called. And you're blocked and, and, and now you're, to get yeah. traded. Or, yeah, like Christian Walker, man. I, I just felt so yeah, bad for him at the time. A couple of different teams hopped um, around. But I'm finally, glad they get their chances, you know. They got the chance. Uh, and Mike, you know, was traded for a relief pitcher and well, well, worked well, his way up. Well, what I'm saying, you, you know, we go to the games and we see, like, Christian Walker, Mike Yaz, and then we're like, it's going to be a grind for these guys to get up there. But we see guys like Trey Turner and Judge, and we're like, you're not going to be here very long. Yeah. So we know, you know what I'm saying? It's, That's the thing I need to go <laughs> the next couple weeks go see Adam Rushman yeah. and Tides because yeah. I'm almost certain. Certain, there's a good chance he might start with the Orioles next year, starting the season. He probably will. How he's doing so well with the Triple A team? Yeah, batting average is nuts. He's hitting, I think, two triples tonight already. Mm-hmm. Before we started this, yeah, I'm he's like, not gonna be here next year. I'm like, I'm almost sorry he's not. I said, and no. I said, like, I think I need to go try at least one autograph. Yeah, like and see him a couple games because I'm almost certain he's yeah. not gonna be here. Yeah, Norfolk. we're not seeing him again. Took him long enough to bring him here to Norfolk. Yeah, but, but but think about it. That's and the fact that he's been here that long is it says something because usually we're used to them the way they do is going from double A one game in triple A and then they're never coming back. Like they play double A most of the time. Yeah, Orioles the previous regime like Manny Machado and them 
stopped at double A and got called straight to Exactly. Orioles. They'd skip us all together. So Trey Manzini was one of the first ones. They had a kind of top prospects that kind of went through Norfolk. So Rushman's here. I'm like, this is the slow process. But if there was still the 40-man roster, like you know, when they expanded from mm-hmm. September, he probably would be with the team right now. Right. But they only add two more players. What's the point of let him get some AAA bats still? Yeah. You know, since especially since fresh. AAA extended through October. So yeah, man, that's cool. You're not not like be getting. You know, it was usually like right after Labor Day the season ended. Mm-hmm. And if you had playoffs, then okay. So yep. if you didn't have playoffs, you probably would got called to the major leagues to get some more at bats. But now you got a whole month of AAA baseball. Might as well leave him down there. Well, you got to make this move quick because you know October's right around the corner. I know. <laughs> quick. <laughs> Just like, like, you know, it's already here, like, you know, Zoe's first birthday. It's, it's like crazy, man. Oh, my God. Like, like a couple weeks ago when we did, the, like, oh, she's 11 months. I'm like, we're a month months. away already. <laughs> it's insane. Time flies, man. It does, man. It is and, crazy. And baseball season's almost over. And playoffs, cold weather, man. So, I think that might be it for us this week. All right. Of course, there's other things that we probably missed those couple weeks, but you know, I don't want to talk too much about it since you know you've probably known if you listen to this podcast some of these news and notes and stuff. So, I think that's gonna be it for us this week. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Hey, thank you for checking out this episode. If you want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe this podcast with your friends. If you want more, even more content, please. Go check out our Instagram and our YouTube channel, The Beanball Podcast. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.